Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast at www.roadracerspodcast.com. Now, get ready for the drop of the green flag. Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast. This is Derek Ross, your host of Road Racers Podcast. That's cars racing on road courses. Left turns, right turns, up through the gears, down through the gears, on the brakes, on the gas, sliding around, having a good time, rain or shine. Hey, and if you're not a big road racing fan, maybe just hang out for a bit, see how you like it. Strap into your seats, let's go to the track, let's talk to some people, have some fun when it comes to the world of road racing. So we're uh, in the paddock at uh, Miller Motorsport Park with Terry Bortscheller. Good to see you, Terry. Derek. Chance, we've been uh, talking about getting together for a long time. Um, uh, those who don't know, I've known Terry since uh, uh, probably 1989 or so. Did a lot of programs together and uh, had the pleasure of uh, providing accommodation one night for Terry back in his formative years. Of uh, Terry is one of those uh, overnight sensations. And uh, I remember the days of sleeping in uh, the back of open trailers in the middle of a 24-hour race and doing whatever, scrambling money to make it go. So... Real proud of everything you've done in motorsport, and uh, it's just awesome to see all the stuff you're doing. I, I actually forgot about that night until you just brought it up. That was at Mostport, wasn't it? That's right. We didn't sleep together. He just, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, exactly. Mostport uh, 24, right? The old, yeah. And it was it was pretty cold there. I think of the night that diamond plate isn't to provide a lot of insulation there. That's right. <laughs> Went up there looking for a ride. I never did get a ride. Right. But it was, uh, you know, that's that's the way you you make it in the sport is you just keep pushing and trying and. Uh, praying and you know if you won't give up doors will open especially if you can make the best of the opportunities that you are given yeah and I remember uh, back you worked uh, original with some of the original uh, Celine uh, parts on cars and world challenge years ago and stuff just uh, how did how did the bug hit you for motorsport what what hit you about racing that said hey I want to try this I I actually had the bug very early on I was about five years old and uh, I got my first mini bike and I wanted to race motorcycles from the day I got that thing and my dad had gotten hurt pretty bad when he was younger racing motorcycles. And so my parents didn't really want me to go down that path. And so when I was 12, they decided to buy me a go-kart for Christmas. And my dad also had raced go-karts when he was uh, younger. It was in the 50s, I think. And he actually wanted to race sports cars. That's what he wanted to do. But he wow. ended up, you know, started a family and had to uh, figure out a way to make money and he ended up starting his own business and he was consumed from that point on he never really got to live out his dream so uh, he, he lives it out through me a lot of the time still but that's that's kind of how I got my start and we my dad and I raced carts together uh, for five six seven years I raced through all the junior ranks and then I moved into the senior ranks and won a WKA championship in 1983 and uh, then I went to college because I realized that racing was going to be way too expensive and I didn't have any money and I, my last name wasn't Andretti and <laughs> yeah. I just didn't see how it was going to happen. Right. And um, while I was in college, I actually became a Christian and I was pretty, pretty wild in my younger days and uh, I wouldn't say that I was a church-going boy at all. And uh, when I became a Christian, I, it's really strange, but I just I started really believing that I could do some things that I had really desired to do before but didn't think were possible and right. so you know from that from that point on I just started believing that you know that, that first of all that God was real but second of all that he would help me you know with the things that I wanted to try to accomplish in life and it was that belief that really helped me push through all of the disappointment and the discouragement of 
you know, climbing that mountain because it was a big one. Sure. I mean, as you know, it's, you know, there's thousands of guys that want to be doing this. And girls. It, and girls now, <laughs> yeah. especially for a living. Yeah. And uh, it's just a really, really hard mountain to climb. And I think everyone's uh, career has got some point that uh, more normal, if you want to say, people would have said, okay, enough's enough and would have gone on to something else. But those who've made it to the level you have, there's a, they just keep on pressing on. Well, and I, you know, with me working at Bondurant, that was, that, again, that was a big part of my career really taking off because I had a chance to, you know, go from very li little experience. I had a lot of karting experience, but in regards to uh, racing experience with the big cars and that, I just had a very, uh, you know, I had very limited experience. So working at Bondurant enabled me to be in uh, sedans a lot, and, and we drove them a lot, and that was a big, uh, big source of uh, help for me in regards to gaining experience. And, and I needed seat time. Seat time, and, and then also just, uh, come on guys, you're killing me. <laughs> We're into an interview, it's like, bam, bam, bam. They want to be in it too. <laughs> now they're he can edit it, that's the good thing. That's the point. No, no, they'll be in it now, they want to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, the uh, the Bondurant deal was was such a big plus for my career because it really gave me a chance to gain some experience away from the spotlight. Right. Where whereas I wouldn't have normally had that, and so the moment I was given an opportunity in a car, I was ready. Physically, I mean, I trained as if I was going to be a full-time driver. I I believed, like I said before as if I was going to be a full-time driver, and I drove like I was going to be one at the school. And as soon as I had the first opportunity, you know, hit the ground running and, and was very successful right out of the box. And, and again, I attribute a lot of that because of the training that I had at Bond Run and, and all of the driving that I could do there as an instructor. Sure. Well, that, you know, determination, especially when you hit that ragged edge and in road racing get a cross stop and you're over the edge and that determination that, hey, I'm going to make this work. We're, we're going to survive this. You know, I mean, I remember uh, years ago when I got to work uh, at the Jim Russell School at Laguna and with uh, Carol Smith long before he passed away and was actually uh, working on his son's Chris Smith's car and asked him, you know, what, what do you think is the secret for being successful in motorsport? And he just said, just determination, just never giving up, just I, keep I on going with it. I would agree with that. It's, yeah. you know, because again, there's so many guys that want to do this and, uh, you know, for me, I've seen so many of my friends, especially, you know, the guys that you, you work with at the driving schools and that, I mean, I can remember them, I can remember me saying, I'm going to, I'm going to race professionally. And they're like, yeah, you and, and the other 18 guys here, you know, <laughs> yeah. sure you are. Right. But I, I really tried to learn as much as I could. It was a big help sitting next to uh, Bill Cooper and Johnny O'Connell and, uh, you know, just listening to their phone conversations all day. Uh, you know, about the business side of racing, which I didn't really know anything about when I started working at Bondurant. But again, I learned that from being around them and, and uh, asking them questions and, and just listening to their conversations. And, and that was a big, uh, another big help for me. But it, it really, it is about, you know, just staying with it and, and really wanting it bad. I mean, this is, this is all I wanted to do. So uh, this weekend you're coaching in the uh, the GT3 Cup, the Porsche Porsche Series here, American Le Mans weekend. Next weekend you'll be back in the Aston Martin. Is that uh, correct? Next weekend is the Coney Challenge oh, okay. race at Lime Rock, and I'll okay. be running the BMW. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're 
uh, third in the points because we finished third at Daytona. Right. That's been the only race, and I was running the Mustang there with Scott Turner. And awesome. I'll, I'll be doing a BMW with Chapman Dakota at Lime Rock. So different car, but uh, we'll get points and, and hopefully uh, be sitting well in the championship. I'm not going to be able to pursue that championship because i got too many conflicts with right. the rest of the IMSA program and with Le Mans. I'm going to be doing Le Mans again this year. This will be my fifth time over. Awesome. And, and you're going over with? With uh, Team Modena, European team. Okay. It, really good to be hired by a Euro team, European team. Never had that happen before. That's so, awesome. Uh, it's good to uh, uh, for them to see that Americans can drive over here and, and actually pulling us from here to, to drive at Le Mans. It's a great honor for me, and I can't wait to go there. And you said that's going to be your fifth time. Fifth time over there. Wow, I didn't realize it. Boy, the time flies. Yeah, and I've finished all, all four times I've been over there. I've finished, and the first year there, we finished on the podium. So I've had really, really good success there and, and looking forward to the possibilities of going back and maybe winning. we got a great driver lineup uh, and uh, going to be on Michelin tires and should be a great car. So That'll be awesome. You had uh, quite the shunt. We were chatting earlier at St. Pete in the, in the Aston Martin. Is there an opportunity for you to get back in that car as the year progresses? Or? Absolutely, yeah. We're Bell Motorsports is the team and uh, Michael Fuchs owns the car and uh, we've got great sponsors and great people behind that program. Unfortunately, we didn't have any spares and so we were just trying to get through uh, the Utah race, which is this weekend, before we would have any issues with uh, needing spare parts. But unfortunately, uh, St. Petersburg wasn't kind to us and uh, just got wrapped up at the wrong place at the wrong time. And right. so we've missed Long Beach. We're we're missing Utah this weekend, but we will be back for Lime Rock for the IMSA weekend, and we'll be running for the rest of the year, God willing, if uh, things go according to plan. So we'll see how that plays out. That's, that's great, because uh, for those who may not have seen the race at St. Pete, come around a blind corner, and car in front of spun, and you had nowhere to go. It's just, like you say, wrong place, wrong time. It's just one of those things that's going gonna, gonna to happen at some point. Yeah, you know, and those are the ones that, you know, oddly enough, people say, well, you know, it wasn't your fault. You know, you shouldn't, shouldn't worry about that. Those are the ones that you, in my mind, are the biggest bummer because, you know, usually if you're running with a team and for the year, you, they'll usually give you one. You know, you can make a mistake, and and even though I didn't make a mistake, that's still going to be my one. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a great car. It is a great team, and I've driven a lot uh, with and for Bell Motorsports, and uh, you know they have a lot of confidence in me and, and my ability and and uh, what I do in the car. So I'm I'm sure that we'll go onward and upward and have a have a great finish to the year. Uh, you mentioned uh, early desire to run motorcycles. Have you ever had a chance to go on track, either at school or and run a run a uh, race prepared bike? And- you know, I, I uh, in 1989, which was really, uh, I was kind of in the middle of go karts, and uh, I was realizing that I was not going to be able to make it professionally because I couldn't afford it. And I decided to buy a used RM250, and I actually took out a loan my first loan and bought the bike and raced it regionally and won a championship. Awesome. A lot of people don't know about that, but it was a, it was a regional championship. And, uh, and then in 2003, I, I raced a XR uh, 250 in the Baja. Did the Baja 500 oh, wow. with Buddy Stubbs, who owns uh, Buddy Stubbs Harley-Davidson in Phoenix. Awesome. And that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done. But man, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. And, I couldn't sit down for about two weeks. I was so sore, but what a what a great experience! And uh, I, I, thirty minutes into that race, I just remember thinking, "This has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever ever done." Right. How about um, in terms of uh, people who were involved either in motorcycles or, or in cars and, and looked at them as a kid in a magazine, maybe growing up and thinking, "Hey, I'd love to 
driving a car like that guy or, or gal or, or did you ever have people you kind of looked up to like a Mario Andretti or anyone like that? I, I Actually, Mario Andretti was one of my heroes for a lot of reasons. One is because he's won in everything he's been in. Right. Whether it's stock cars, Formula One, open wheel, uh, sports cars, he's he's been fast and he's won. And also he came through in an era where a lot of guys were dying and you know yeah. he was one of the guys that made it through right. and kept on racing. And, and kept on being competitive. So I've always thought that he was he was a really uh, uh, special guy. And uh, you know, but over the years, you you see a lot of a lot of talent. I I, I really like Danica a lot. She uh, I did some training with her when she got out of go karts and was going into uh, she was going to do some sports car stuff, but ended up uh, getting some bigger and better rides. But uh, she's got a lot of talent and. Uh, you know, just over the years, I've been able to have a lot of really neat co-drivers. Han Stuck, Borsed, uh, Auberlin, uh, Tommy Kendall, just a lot of uh, Christian Finipaldi, a lot of really neat guys, and David Brabham. And, you know, you, you, you gain a little bit from every person because they're all good or they wouldn't be doing this for as long as they have been. Right. And so it's been a, a real honor and a privilege for me and, you know, just to, to be able to uh, to race with those guys and learn from them. So for uh, those who might be listening who are thinking of uh, doing road racing or any other kind of motorsports, any uh, any parting words of wisdom? And uh... Well, you know, I get guys all the time. I, my website is, is www.terryborcheller.com, and, and when I get emails on that website, it's a lot of young guys wanting to know, you know, how do I do this? How do right. I either how do I get into racing or how do I take the next step and you know one part of me is like oh man don't don't even go down that road because it's like impossible <laughs> but there's another part of me that says hey you know you you got to believe I mean you you have to believe and, and I, I believe in the spiritual side of what I'm doing I, I believe that there is a, a God and I believe that he's in that he wants to be involved in our in our daily life and and I really think if, it, if it's an impossibility, you know, you got to grab a hold of some faith and just really believe that, that he can help you make it happen. And, and that, that doesn't mean that you just, you know, wish upon a star. You, that means that you put in the work, you, you train like you're, like you're a professional, you do business like you're a professional, you hit the phones like you're a professional, you do everything possible. You, you try to gain some experience in whatever way you can, whether it's carding or uh, a school environment like what I was exposed to with Bondurant. Whatever it is, you, you try to gain experience in driving because that's all practical stuff. And I think if you, you know, you just keep shaking the bushes, you know, you're, you're going to get some opportunity and you got to make the best of those opportunities when you can. And, uh, and it's America. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good it's a good country and, and it's still it. the land of opportunity. Exactly. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, probably late 80s, early 90s, uh, one of your uh, co-team owners was involved in, in NASCAR. And uh, have you ever thought of uh, trying either drag racing or, or doing some oval or, or rally or, or anything else? I mean, just, just for the sake and, and love, of, love of driving. I mean, I know you, you love know, to go sideways. I've, I've made some cold calls to Gibbs and Ganassi, and I was real close to, to uh, running with Ganassi in 04 in the Daytona prototype program that they were just getting into. Not a lot of people know that, but uh, ended up... Uh, making some other decisions and they did and I did and uh, I, I've definitely considered it but I love the cars I'm driving so much I mean 
you know, a big reason to do NASCAR is the money. It's it's a it's a really good payback. But I just love the racing that I'm doing right now. I love the cars. Le Mans, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like a GT1 car. There's nothing like a, a prototype. Uh, you know, again, I, I've driven some NASCAR uh, cars before with some of the coaching I've done in that. And they're, you know, the horsepower is good, but man, they're they're like a big, you know, big showroom stock car. And and the other thing is these guys live in these cars, so it's it's, you know, it's like them coming over to run the 24-hour. They're not the most competitive guys usually when they come into the 24-hour race at Daytona. They're quick and they do a good job, but they're not the fastest guys. And it would be the same curve if I was to go the other way. It, sure. it, it would be a pretty steep learning curve for me, and I would need to be in the right car and the right team. Um, you know, to be successful there. And if the opportunity presented itself or I had the chance, I would definitely take it. But, you know, I'm, I'm just really loving where I'm at. So how about, uh, you know, Le Mans going for your fifth time this year? Yeah. Uh, any other particular, you know, road races of note that, you know, like Spa or anything else that, that, that comes to mind and says, hey, I, I want it before I hang up my helmet, I, I want to well, run this? Well, I, I wanted to run all the European tracks because I've heard so much from the history and heritage of those races. But, you know, being an American guy, it, it's difficult to, uh, if you're full-time here especially, and I've, I've been running a lot of races for a lot of years now very steady since 1997 so I, I honestly haven't had the time to race overseas no way could I fit it in the schedule because of the conflicts with the races here but because there's so many conflicts now with the American series being IMSA and also the Rolex it's opening opportunities up for some of the European venues so there was at one point uh, a Simco when I was running the Salines. We were gonna, we had considered doing the ELMS, the European Le Mans series, which right. was all the historic tracks, and I was really looking forward to that. It ended up not happening, and we ended up running here. But I'm, I'm open for sure. The the door that's been open with Team Modena to run Le Mans is going to be a big door, and they do the ELMS, and they're uh, they're going to be in need of a driver, I'm sure, in the future. So if I do a good job for them at Le Mans, maybe that'll open some opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Terry, we wish you uh, the very best. I won't take up any more time on uh, your busy weekend here. Uh, look forward to keeping in touch and uh, have a great time at Le Mans and, and just enjoy. Thanks, Derek. It's always yeah. always a pleasure and uh, good luck with your, your business and your venture. Yeah, thanks, man. Good to talk to you. The Road Racers Podcast would like to have your input. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line, 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you got a good idea and you want to hear yourself on the Road Racers podcast, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. And if you prefer not to have your voice on the show or not to be heard, then you can send us an email. Just do it to feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Again, that's feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross, hoping you've really enjoyed the show. We'll see you at the track. You have been listening to the Road Racers Podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross. To subscribe to the Road Racers Podcast, 
And for all show notes and more information, you'll find us on the web at www.roadracerspodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. The Road Racers Podcast is a production of Race Drive Interactive Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry. Road Racers Podcast is copyright 2008, Race Drive Interactive Inc., all rights are reserved. The Road Racers Podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsports at its best. No batteries required. For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818-430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com. Thanks for supporting motorsports. Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.